Today's episode of the Get Paid for Your Pad podcast is brought to you by Hostfully, the market leader in digital guidebooks for short-term rental hosts. With Hostfully, you can create a beautiful online guidebook that you can send to your guests so they have a better experience and you get fewer questions. Sign up now at hostfully.com to get two months for free by using code PAD. That's P-A-D. Welcome to Get Paid for Your Pad, the definitive show on Airbnb hosting, featuring the best advice on how to maximize profits from your Airbnb listing, as well as real-life experiences from Airbnb hosts all over the world. Welcome. Get paid for your pad. Get paid for your pad. Get paid for your pad. Welcome to another episode of Get Paid for Your Pad. We are your hosts, Jasper Rivers and Eric Muller. And today we are talking about how to build your team to scale your Airbnb hosting business. Super powerful topic. Eric, what's up? What's up, brother? Building teams. We've had uh, quite a bit of experience over the last couple of years on this. Yeah, for sure. And I, I, uh, I was thinking about that earlier today, and I recognized that the way that we hire team members has uh, changed quite a bit in the last yeah. few years. How so? Yeah, yeah. You remember? You remember when you and I were in San Diego? What was that? A year and a half ago. The way that we were hiring people, we we would recognize the fact that we needed help. Then we would look in our personal network, and the first person that was kind of available we would talk to and then hire without having really clear expectations on what the role was. We had no, no job scorecard or document. We would just talk to the person and say like, Hey, we need uh we need, we need help with X, Y, Z. Can you do that? Yes. All right, cool. Let's do it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That was how we did it. Yeah. Well, that's uh, I mean, when you're bootstrapping a company for entrepreneurs, that's so common to do that is just like you and, and typically it's like really close friends and family are the first few people that you hire and uh, it just becomes a complete mess, right? At the end of the day, because there's no real plan. There's no real structure on how you actually go about hiring and structure in that position. But, you know, I think it's good learning lessons to, to start there. I think a lot of people start in that position. They just try to find somebody who's willing to uh, support them for the little to no money that you actually have to give them. And then, uh, you know, it ultimately creates more of a mess for you to clean up than uh, prior to even having that person on the team. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's uh, it's interesting because it's like we're looking for a short term. We're looking for a quick solution, like a quick fix of the challenge that we're that we're running into. Right. By doing that. And um, the way, I mean, it's crazy to think now, like, because if we if we were to hire somebody now, we just hired somebody, right? We just hired a virtual assistant. It's just kind of crazy to think how we used to do it and how we do it now. That's It's just a world, uh, there's a massive difference between yeah. how we approach it now. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting, though, because it's like the best results. We're still going to the same spot, though, as like to our direct network. We just have a different approach to finding the right person to fit our company right so before it was like hey if anybody could help me here i need help and i have x amount of dollars i can give you jump on board and they're typically a generalist or they're all over the place you don't have 
a real objective for this person. And then you realize like, oh crap, now I have to manage this person, direct them and lead them all of that. Prior to now, prior to us hiring, we have an entire process that we go through. It took us probably a month and a half, two months to hire the new executive assistant that we just hired. And we're in the process now for overnight success of hiring uh, two salespeople. And that's going to be a month and a half to two months process. We're going to also be hiring a marketing director for overnight success. That's going to be about a two month process to like get to the point of where we announce it to the public. Right. So there's a whole thing on the back end, but but yeah, let's let's dive into what that looks like. You know, I'm curious what what are some learning lessons that because you never built a team before, right? Before overnight success? No, I mean I've hired people. I've hired virtual assistants. I had a kind of like a content creator slash operational manager. Oh, that's uh, right. Forget yeah. paid for your bad. Who worked with us? <laughs> she worked with us like a couple months until the pandemic hit. Remember that when we were in San Diego. Yeah, it was such a bummer, man. I was so excited about working with her. And uh, yeah, as soon as we hired her, the world stopped turning. So we're like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, she, um, was, she was great. And uh, just a shout out to her. Her name is Maiva, and she runs a, a marketing company called Flying Cat Marketing. Yeah. So she's yeah, she doing pretty well. Me. She's doing really well. So she emailed me the, uh, the other day. She's still in the short term rental industry. So uh, yeah, anybody who needs uh, any like PR or writing, um uh help flying cat what is it flying cat flying cat marketing marketing that's right right yeah yeah so so i'm curious what were your learning lessons of building a team from when we first got together to how we're doing it now building a team for overnight success and building a team for free wild yeah i would say uh i would say we could pretty much summarize it in that expression i don't know if you first mentioned this to me but somewhere along the the road, I learned this thing called hire slow and fire fast. Yeah, I can't. I take. I can't take credit for that, but uh, <laughs> yeah, I love that philosophy. No, I mean honestly, I, I've learned. Uh, I've learned most of. I learned pretty much everything when it comes to team building. I learned it from you because you read that. You read a book, and it was called. What was it called? <laughs> I uh, I read a lot of books, man. <laughs> I read a lot of books. There's a book on know. hiring. There's a book on hiring that you. Oh, uh, I got it. it. Is it who not uh, who not what? Who? It's called who? Who? Yeah. Who? It's called yeah, who? Yeah. I remember it was like a one word book. No, but I mean, I, you know, the big takeaways are number one. You know, we 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 create a job scorecard. Like I never heard of a job scorecard before. Yeah, you know, and I think uh, I I wonder like how many what percentage of of startups do you think do job scorecards? Well, I th- so th- this is what I'm learning, man. There's two different types of startups. You have the startups like kind of what we were in in the in the beginning of like entrepreneur mind minded. We knew that we wanted to build a business. We had no idea how to do it. We didn't really have any real direction. We didn't have experience about building companies. So we we started a company and figured it out as we went, just like most of our Legends X students are. They just figure it out as they go. 
that type of entrepreneur, I think very few to very few of them actually have a job scorecard for the people that they're looking to hire. But then you have the startups that have experience of building companies. They understand corporate structure. They have advisors. They have structure, all of that. I think that would be very common to those types of startups, right? But yeah, I mean, even Airbnb, the company, Airbnb, when they got started, they didn't have job scorecards. They had understanding of what they wanted in a position, but very few created it. So yeah, so like to kind of give the listeners some background on it, I don't know who created the job scorecard. We read it in Who. I also read it in Scaling Up. I also read it in Traction. But the whole concept behind a job scorecard is to, it's essentially like a report card, right? At the end of the month, right? Where each month you're rated on how how well you do your job and not just the tasks, but actually, let me let me back that up. It's not how well you're doing it. The first step is we create what the job is all about. We create a description of what the person that would fit this role is all about, what this role is all about. Then we list out all the KPIs of the job. We list out all the tasks of the job. And then we have a whole list of questions, culture questions that give a place to check in on how they're feeling about their company, about their job and about the company, about their leaders, how they think about how well they're doing, how they think about how well their leaders are leading. Right. So like we have a whole list of questions that go through it. And then we also have a check-in on core value. So the whole concept is to create a, yeah, we have a job description, but the job description doesn't really do much. It kind of just, announced, it's like a billboard, right? But we need a whole process to really give and paint the picture of exactly who we're looking to bring in, what they're there for, what the ultimate outcome is, what type of culture do we want to create within the company together and maintain all of that? So it's a place to check in once a month with the employee or team member. And then also it's a place to create for communication, right? To go back and forth and communicate like, Hey, you're crushing it here, but you know, each month you're missing X, Y, and Z what's going on here. Let's talk about it. How can I support you further? So job scorecard is a game changer for everyone. No, it's definitely a game changer. And it's just interesting how our, our minds are always looking for fast and, and quick solutions, right? We're always looking for that dopamine hit of getting something done and things that feel like making progress. And, yep. you know, we, I really enjoy these monthly reviews because like you said, it's like, uh, it's a way to check in with, you know, your, your role and see like, Hey, you know, am I, am I doing everything that I'm supposed to do? Am I missing something? What's what are some improvements for next month? But also, as you mentioned, like the the communication part where we're not talking about performance, we're talking about like, hey, are you enjoying working for this company? You know, on the scale, and we we rate all these things on the on the from one to ten, right? So if, if somebody puts a six, then we know like, oh, this person is not really enjoying, you know, working for the company. Like, why are you not enjoying it? How can we make it better? Um, and there's a whole list of like 20 questions. Like, do you feel heard? You know, do you feel supported? Do you feel uh, aligned with the with the values? Like all all that sort of stuff. I think that makes people feel really comfortable to have an honest, to be vulnerable and have an honest conversation about, you know, how you're how you're enjoying your your role within the team. Yeah, because it's like you look at most positions, right? Like as we are scaling our short term rental business. 
we're going to be hiring so many different team members within there. Most people, when they have a problem with an employee or a team member or a cleaner, whatever that is, they just kind of, we, we just kind of yell at each other until the thing gets solved. Right. But we don't understand, like if someone drops the ball on something or doesn't do it to our expectation, a lot of times, most of the time, our expectations aren't communicated correctly to that team member, right? As the leader. Um, so when they drop the ball in our eyes, we kind of attack and react to it versus creating a space to actually say like, hey, this came up this month. Uh, what actually happened here? Here's some feedback. And it's and then that you get, you're given that team member an opportunity to communicate back to you. So this is all like leadership stuff that, you know, for people who want to read more into it, highly recommend the book, who W H O um, forget the author's name, Jeff. I forget. Um, but who, if you just look that up, it's a solid book, white, white, white book with blue letters. Uh, so I definitely recommend that, but yeah. So I'm curious that that was a, that was a major game changer for you on the hiring between what we were doing in the beginning to how we're hiring the team now. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Because um, those, you know, filling out the, the responsibilities beforehand and filling out the description, like what makes this, what makes this, uh, this a person an A player in this role, just really taking the time to think about that because those are not easy questions to answer, right? That's, that's kind of stuff where you really have to sit down for a few hours and, uh, and dig really deep because especially in the beginning, you don't really... You, you might not know exactly what that person is going to do and how that role is going to develop, right? So, but it's much better to come up with something and then get really clear on like who you're looking for and what the responsibilities are, even though that might change over time, right? Because gotcha. as you as as you work with a person in the team, you start recognizing like, hey, this person actually has a really strong skill set in this area. Or this person works really well with this stuff. So maybe, you know, maybe we change the, the responsibilities a bit, right? So that's number one is like first, you know, being, uh, you know, it's like responding versus reacting, right? It, it's not like, uh, oh, we need help. Okay, who's the first person that's available that we know of? Let's get the person on board and we'll see how it goes. Yeah. Um, versus just just saying like, okay, we're we are looking for a specific person. Let's reach out to our entire network and utilize tools like you know like uh, the the job sites that there are, and and find that person. Yeah. So that's the that's number one, and then number two is you know doing those monthly reviews to actually find out if this person is really a good fit. So I think those are the those are two really big uh, game changers that basically you can basically track it back to, to the job scorecard. Yeah. hundred percent. And uh, also I think it'd be fun to, you know, just kind of tell everybody too. It's like, we're not just giving our team members job scorecards and monthly reviews. We also have job scorecards and we have monthly reviews, right? So each month I'm being, I'm personally being reviewed on how I'm showing up as CEO for the company. Right. Which I think is super powerful because a lot of companies, especially startups, we're not being held accountable. Like there's nobody there holding us accountable as a CEO. And I think a lot of people, we need accountability to truly play at our and perform at our highest level. Right. So like this is a good way, especially even if you have one or two team members that are in your company 
You can create it with your contractors in a way, but if you have a leadership team, this is a really good way to hold you as a CEO or a high leadership team uh, accountable to your job. So, and then also another thing too, to kind of tell everybody too, something that we introduced to our Legends X students is uh, we create job scorecards for our cleaners on our properties, right? So this is a big challenge that people have with cleaners is holding them accountable. The number one challenge that we see over and over again with Legends X students, people who have a handful of Airbnb listings, short-term rental listings, and they want to scale, they're just like, I don't know how to meet our five-star cleaning standards in our properties. If we keep bringing on more properties, our cleaners keep dropping the ball. They're they're missing this. They're not cleaning this. So I got to go in and clean the properties before my guests come in, all that stuff. They're like, okay, well, what systems do you have to hold them accountable? Well, we have a checklist. Okay, well, the checklist is great, but that's not holding them accountable. You're not communicating to them, right? So we have a a job scorecard for cleaners that not only talks about the expectations of the cleaning in the property, each individual property, but also we give them feedback on how they're showing up as a team member to our our company, right? And then we give them KPIs. It's not just cleaning the property, but it's also like, hey, we want a five-star cleaning on every single guest review, right? Like that's your KPI is to get a five-star review on cleaning for every turnover, right? And we actually track that. We give them feedback on it. So it's a really good way to keep your cleaners in check and then also create a space each month to communicate to them. And then you can find out like, hey, are these cleaners overworked? Are they underworked? Do they need support? Do we have to hire more people? Whatever that is. But at least you have a space and you're not waiting for things to blow up to communicate. You have a space each month to do that. Yeah, that's really important because I think a lot of people are a bit afraid maybe to address concerns, right? And so when you create a monthly review, you're literally like opening up that space where, you know, people feel comfortable to bring up any challenges because, you know, we're, we're, we have a specific space for it. Yes. Yeah. So I think that's, I think that's really important. I think, uh, I think communication in general, I think any well, I mean, you know, any relationship, whether it's a business relationship, like any in any relationship, I think communication is uh, is crucial, right? To, to yeah. a good partnership or a relationship or wh- whatever. Whenever you're dealing with human beings on a regular basis, communication is uh, is super important. Yeah, and not to go into this uh, this rabbit hole here, <laughs> but I, I was literally just talking about this last night at dinner. You know, Samantha and I, my girlfriend Samantha. She has a podcast called the uh, Sam Skelly Show. And uh, we did a podcast together for the first time ever where we talked about our relationship together. And I know you and your girlfriend listened to that as well. And we're getting crazy amount of feedback coming back from us on people and their relationships using our techniques that we learned from other couples that we looked up to on how we create structure in our relationship to communicate with each other, right? And specifically this thing that we call coffee dates, where once a week we carve out an hour to sit down and we have a structure where we talk about our relationship, right? It's crazy how many people listen to that podcast and how they implemented it into their relationship. But their t- the feedback that we're getting, we just got this last night from somebody else. It's like, hey, we, we've been married for 40 years and we're just now in a process of communicating to each other and our relationship has never been better, right? And what that came down to is like creating intentional space to communicate. 
So bringing it back to the team side, there's no difference of if you do it in your personal relationship or if you do it within a team, we need a structure and we need a, a space to communicate with each other on improving the way of understanding each other. At the end of the day, it's just understanding each other, right? And it's like, if you have a problem with one of your team members not showing up or there's a pattern consistently not not playing at the level that you want them to play at and you're not communicating it to them, they're never going to under truly understand where you want them to improve. And if you keep just showing up like, hey, you keep doing this thing and it's pissing us off and you got to get better or else we're going to fire you. That's not communication, right? That's a reaction, right? We got to create structure to sit down and communicate in a way to understand what are their needs and how do we how do they how do we communicate our expectations to them on how they should be shown up in uh, as a team member. So yeah. super important job scorecard and um, monthly reviews are important for every single team. Now, actually, I want to go back to something that you mentioned about uh, hire slow, fire fast. I've mentioned that a handful of times and uh, it's so funny. It's so divisive. Like a lot of people get really offended over that. They, they get really offended over that statement of hire slow, fire fast, right? Because I think people are scarred by the idea or they have this idea that companies don't care about their team members, that they just want people to show up so they can drive profit. And that whole statement of fire fast means like people connect to the idea that we don't care or companies don't care about their employees, right? Or team members. And that's not what that means at all right? The whole idea behind, and I wanted to touch on this because I see a lot of people doing it the opposite. And you and I have been in that process of doing it the opposite, right? Where we hire super fast and then we, we fire super, super slow. We have to flip that around and take the time to hire. We're, we're looking to hire somebody in overnight success, a big position in overnight success that we mapped out is going to take us six to 12 months to find that individual because of the level of uh, the, the type of person that we're trying to hire, that role, that's going to be a good culture fit, all of that. We have to invest the time into getting super clear on, on, the, on the role, building those job scorecards, setting that person up for success. So when we do find the right person, that we can bring them into the culture and they're set up to run and perform at their highest, highest uh, ability. The fire fast side is... We tend to, when we're running a business, we tend to look at firing somebody as a uh, inconvenience for us and an inconvenience for them, right? But at the end of the day, when you have somebody on the team who's not a good culture fit, that is not a, a player that's not meant for that role or is not tied into the bigger vision, they know it as much as you know it. And every single time we had to fire somebody, or let somebody go off the team, it's always been a mutual understanding, right? We've never had, no one has ever been surprised that this was coming to an end, right? And most of the time, it's actually releasing them so they can go and find a position that actually is better for them than what they're in now. Does that make sense? Am I yeah. explaining that correctly? Yeah, I was, I was gonna, I was gonna say that, but now you're saying it. <laughs> well, say it. Go deeper into it. 
due to COVID, it's now more important than ever that your guests actually read your house rules and check-in instructions. And there's no better way to deliver that information than by using an online hostfully guidebook. You can build your guidebook in just a few hours and simply include a link to your guidebook in your welcome email. Your guests can access it on desktop, on mobile, and they can even print it out. Now, as a result, you look super professional. Your guests have a better experience as they don't have to read through endless paragraphs of text. Instead, they can go through a nice looking guidebook with lots of visuals. That means fewer questions for you, more time for you to focus on other areas of your hosting business. Sign up now at hostfully.com and use code PAD to get your first two months for free. That's hostfully.com, H-O-S-T-F-U-L-L-Y.com, code PAD, which is P-A-D. No, because exactly, like in the end of the day, and this is why I think it's so important to have those job scorecards and do the monthly reviews, because you're not do, when you do that, you're not doing that person a disservice. Yeah. Right. If you don't do a job scorecard and you don't do the meetings, that means you've not really given that person a real chance. Right. And that's that's on us as as owners of the company. It's our responsibility to when we hire somebody to support that person as much as we can and set that person up for success and give them a chance, give them a real chance. Um, through those monthly reviews and through being really clear on what the expectations are, what the responsibilities are, and the KPIs. If you do that, and then you come to the conclusion that it's not a good fit, then you're not doing a disservice by parting ways with that person because that person is better off somewhere else. Yeah. Yeah. So 100%. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, you know, I think people get so afraid of letting somebody go because of not trying to hurt that person or they are, they have too many responsibilities in the company and all of that stuff. It's like, if you do implement job scorecards and monthly reviews and you give this person feedback and you see that they're not improving, or you just know that like, Hey, this person is not a good fit you got to sever that relationship as professional as possible. We don't burn bridges, but it's like, it's like, Hey, this is not working. The moment you let them go, they open up and they can, it gives them a better opportunity to find something that fits their life better than being in a position that they're not enjoying. And that's one of the questions on the monthly review, right? Is uh, how satisfying is this job or how fulfilling is this position for you? If you get anything less than an eight on that, you have a challenge, right? And you have to go deeper into that. And, uh, you know, like for us, it's very hard for us to rate a 10 on anything, but it's like, I'm looking for nines. And if it's like, if it's not a nine or a 10 in, if this position's fulfilling for you or not, it's like, what are we doing here? Right? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, it's like, we, we spent one third of our life working, and yeah. if we're not fulfilled by what we're doing, and this is all the way down to a cleaner, right? Like if they're not fulfilled doing what they're doing, they're not tied into the vision of they are literally creating world-class experiences. They are helping create memories for our guests going into our properties. Like that's what they're doing. If they're tied into that vision, if they're if that's not fulfilling them, we got to find somebody else because that's where the ball starts dropping. And then that tension is being created. So yeah. yeah. Hire slow, fire fast. Yeah. hundred percent. If they're not invested in uh, the bigger purpose of what we're doing, if they're not aligned with that and they're not really enjoying their time, then 
Yeah, it's it's just uh, it's not a good. Then it doesn't work for both parties, right? So, so yeah, hundred percent. And then the last thing I'll say on that as well is something that I learned throughout you know the last couple of years is how important it is. Yes, you need the skill set and the experience and everything, but I think most importantly, like the person has to be good culture fit. Yep. And that's something that I never thought about. You know, I've I always thought about like who who's the who can do the job. Like, I don't care if that person uh, has completely different worldviews or, you know, opinions or whatever. I just want that person to be, you know, to do the job. But now what I'm learning is it's really important. You don't have to agree on everything, of course. And yeah. you can have different opinions on and, and whatnot. But I think on, you know, on the core values, that's where you have to be really aligned. Yeah, That's man. important. And I never, re- I never really recognized that. Yeah. And it's, it's funny because it's like, we're just now really seeing that at a high level because we're hiring so many high level individuals for our team now, and then going into free wild, doing the same thing there. This is exactly why we created legends X the way that we did focusing on vision. We asked them, it's like, well, what's your vision of your company? Where are you going with this thing? What is your core values? How do you actually make decisions? How do you know that you are making a decision, uh, the right decision in your company? No one ever has core values. And it cracks me up. And it's it's a simple process. And it's like business 101, but it takes time. And it takes time to implement. And uh, the core value, that's the very first thing that we teach our Legends X students is like, hey, we're going to get clear on the vision. We got to understand who we are, what we stand for. And it's not, it's not, this isn't political stuff. This is like how we as core individuals make decisions in our business, right? For example, we're going through an issue where we had to make a very difficult decision on a uh, challenge in our business. And we match those decisions up on our core values, Instead of like the reaction and wanting to be emotional in a problem that we're having with a client, we go back and look at our core values, look at our mission and recognize like, okay, this is how we're making decisions. So let's just make a decision based off of our values and where we're going on this mission. Because our mission is so big that this small little challenge here is just a, a tiny little road bump, right? So it's like core values will help you decide who you're bringing into your team. You guys can have, there's so many different opinions and so many different worldviews within our company, our small little team, right? We have team members. It was so cool, man. Like looking at our team huddles now, like especially yesterday, we had people, We like everyone's from a different part of the world, which is crazy. Yeah. Like John and I are here in, in California, but everybody else is like Australia and the Philippines now and Spain and Panama City. And it's like, we have a team from all around the world and everyone, and we have a mix of ages. We have, a, you know, both genders, like all this stuff. So everyone has a different opinion on life and on the world, but we all come together on the core values. We all believe in the core values of this team. So when we show up for work every day, make decisions, all of that stuff, it's coming from that. It's not coming from our individual opinions. Mm-hmm. In the world. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, 100%. Um, it's funny that I noticed that too yesterday. I was like, hey, we have five nationalities and we're in five different countries out of six people. Awesome. <laughs> I freaking love it, man. I love it's- it. Like, I, I love the fact that we're building an international company and not just 
So like you and I were blown away first of like having students all around the world, right? From like every culture, every background, all of that stuff. And that's part of our mission is to further connect the world through the experiences that we're creating with our properties and our students' properties. Uh, and then we also share that the passion of like having properties all around the world and being able to travel. And that's what we're going to be doing with Free Wild. But now we're building that within our team which is mm -hmm. freaking awesome, man. I just love that. And we all have, we all come together and we connect on these eight core values of our team. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, uh, and that's, that's really shows. And the other thing I wanted to say is what I enjoy a lot about our team is that we have a COO. Mm -hmm. I think that person, that role really changed a lot in our business. Get, get deeper into that because before that it's like it's basically you and me are running the company right so you and me are constantly like figuring out together what should we do and and also like we're partners so there's also you know like when it comes to like holding each other accountable it's just really nice to have a, a, a third person who just has an objective view who we can bring into the discussion. If you and I have different, you know, different ideas on, on something, then we can get this person's, uh, Aaron is his name. Let's just call him Aaron. <laughs> we can get Aaron's uh, perspective. Plus he, uh, you know, he keeps us, he keeps us accountable, which is awesome. Yeah. I mean, so my point of view on this is like, as you're growing your team, you have to understand the personalities and your individual skill sets and how you, where you thrive, how you look at the world and like how, what lenses do you perceive the world through? Right. So why a role like uh, Aaron works so well, the COO position for us is you and I have two completely different skill sets and we look at the world through different lenses. Right. I'm always like, I'm the vision. Like I can see the the whole picture of where we're going. I can see 20, 30 years down the line of like, Hey, if we do this, this is possible. We can create this. Let's go. Let's go big. Let's, let's scale. This is what we need in the space. The how is where I struggle of like getting that done. Right. But I recognize is like, I'm not supposed to be the how guy. I'm supposed to be the what guy. And the where guy, like, where are we going? What are we doing? What are we impacting? Who are we impacting? The what is my biggest, you know, challenge for you? What I've noticed, and you can go correct me if I'm wrong here, but it's like, you're, you're so good at focusing on the thing that's in front of you. Right. And that's like the artist role, right. Of like, okay, we're going to, we're going to impact this one student. We're going to develop this one product the best that we can. This is going to be a world-class product. And this is what I'm focused on versus focusing on all the products that we can create, right? <laughs> now, bringing Aaron in the COO side, he understand, He can connect with me on the vision. He can connect with you on the individual product side or like that, that one thing that you're focused on. But he understands the machine side of it, the how, the step-by-step, -step, the integrator side. Right. And that's that's such a key relationship. So where I'm going or, or skill set, where I'm going with this is like as you're building your team, you have to look at your individual skill set and how you perceive the world and what you can do and stick in that. And that's what we teach in Legends X is like generalists versus snipers. You want to be a sniper. You don't want to be a generalist. A sniper is like super good and like in their one thing. You want to stay in your one lane. So if you're bringing in that third piece, like you and I struggle on the how. Right. 
of like mm-hmm. building the bigger picture of running a company. So we can bring in that how guy or gal, that's the person that will be able to build the infrastructure, the accountability, all of that. Right. And then as you, once you develop that, this is what I'm learning now. It's like, once you understand those skill sets and those personalities that those human traits, then as we go to hire for the marketing and the sales and the, the executive assistant, we're hiring based off of those human traits and human personality structures, right? And then we match them up with the core values and our mission and all that other stuff. And to me, this is, you know, what's funny is like, we, we just talked about building a business. We didn't talk anything about like what we just shared. Like you can build an ice cream shop around this. It's not anything <laughs> yeah. about short-term rentals, right? But it's uh, if for the people that are listening that want to scale a real short-term rental company, like we got to play at this level of building a team, not just, oh, I need cleaners. I need somebody to handle maintenance and I need somebody to handle my back office technology. It's like, we have to understand who we're hiring, their skill sets. We got to hire snipers. We got to understand our own personality, all of that. Yeah. There's a lot that goes into this stuff. Yeah, for sure. No, I mean, and you know, it's interesting that you're saying like, hey, you can build an ice cream shop with this kind of education. Because I was I was talking to a friend of mine who runs a business in a different niche. It's an education, but it's like it's very it's a very different niche. And I was telling him about our Legends X program and kind of explaining like what we teach. And then the first thing he said was like, I need that course. And I was <laughs> like, well, uh, it's, you know, it's, it's tailored to short-term rentals. And he's like, yes, but everything you're talking about, like I'm, I'm having those exact challenges. Yep. <laughs> yep. Dude, there's no, there's no difference between business, man. It cracks me up. You know, I was at, I was at my uh, friend's house on Sunday who he just sold a, a portion of his company for an outrageous amount of money. And he just instantly became one of the wealthiest people uh, in my network. And I watched him go from the stage of what we were just talking about of like the startup, you know, having less than like a few hundred dollars in his bank account, not knowing how he's going to eat, not knowing how he's going to keep, you know, paying his rent while we were living together, all that stuff to, you know, his company is going to be worth over a billion dollars in the next 12 months, right? Outrageous amount of wealth. And I'm sitting down, I'm like, and we can do a whole nother podcast on my discovery of this, of like talking to somebody who went through that journey. But as I was talking to him, he's got hundreds of employees now. He's doing hundreds of millions of dollars worth of revenue every single year, growing like crazy every single day. And it's all the same challenges. Like there's no... And I said to him, like, what is the difference? What are some of the learning lessons that you learn from going from like a couple hundred K a year to now doing hundreds of millions a year in revenue? And he's like, dude, it's all the same challenges. It's all the same problems, just different numbers. (laughs) He's like, I'm having the same employee challenges when I had two employees and now I have 300 employees, Mm -hmm. right? He's like, I'm having the same challenges on scale. So like where I'm going with this is like, it's, we have to understand that we're in this for the long haul and the challenges that we're experiencing now are not unique to us, that everyone's going through that. So yeah, it doesn't surprise me that somebody who's in a whole different industry can see the relevance in Legends X and what we created there because it's it's a mix of our experience of building businesses, but then also building specific short-term rental businesses and what we need to scale those companies, right? Yeah. So it's funny, man. I, I, lo- I love this journey and I love the fact that... And lastly on this too, like, 
you know, community is everything surrounding yourselves with people who are doing what you are doing or being where you want to go is so important. That's why legends mastermind is so important for us because we can surround ourselves with people who are doing what we want to do with, with free wild. Right. So it's like, we can see what they're going through and we can relate it to our company and what we're experiencing. So we can navigate these entrepreneurial orders a bit easier. Right. Mm -hmm. So community is everything at this point. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And I, I think it's, it's really interesting what I'm, what I learned through legends X Working with, uh, you know, we've worked with over 80 students um, by now. You know, we're almost at the end of the program. It's just a few more weeks. So that's the biggest thing that I learned, too, is like people have challenges building a business. People, they know, everybody knows, like I mean, looking at Airbnb listings of our students, I'm like, wow, these are great listings, right? These people are, are getting booked at great prices. They are doing really well. Right. But they what they struggle with is not so much the hospitality side or the short-term rental side, it's the scaling of the business side. Right. Yeah. So it makes uh makes a lot of sense. All right, man. Well, I wanna finish this uh episode with a win. Okay, let's do it. Because we're talking about the team, and one thing that we do is uh, every Monday and every Friday, we all share a win. That's something that's also in our culture. We want to bring the positive energy. We want to recognize and celebrate the things that are, are going well. We have uh, this week is our highest, the highest amount of downloads on the podcast since, let me say this correctly, since uh, August 2019. Wow. So over, over two years. And that was wow. just kind of like a spike. Now it's more like an uptrend. So yeah, we're uh, yeah we're expanding the audience, and I think uh, you know everybody who's who's helped us with the reviews, that's really having an impact because I, I see uh, I notice an upward trend now since since we started asking people to leave us those reviews on the on the Apple Podcast. So just wanted to share that win with you. That's awesome, man. I love hearing that. And uh, yeah, thank you for everyone who is uh, supporting the growth of this uh, podcast. Again, like this is what you and I love doing. So we want to keep going into this. So yeah, if you guys haven't left us a review, please uh, go on to uh, Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening to this, drop us a review. If you haven't subscribed, subscribe as well. That really helps us. Those are really the only way that we can uh, have an impact with our podcast and grow this podcast through the reviews, right? So that's right. It's working. Awesome. Right. Love it. Sweet. All right. Let's uh let's wrap this up. We'll be back on uh on Monday. Eric, have a great weekend. That's right. you you know? too, and uh I'll speak to you soon. And to the listeners, thank you for listening. Leave us a review. Thank you for your support, and we'll be back on Monday. Peace out, guys. Peace. Get paid for your pet. 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 If you have over 30 units, you have an annual revenue of over $2 million, or you operate boutique hotels, then the SCR Legend Mastermind is for you. You are not alone. We have a group of over 30 high-level entrepreneurs in our mastermind, and we get together on a weekly basis to discuss our biggest challenges and to learn and to grow together. Go to strlegends.com to find out more information and apply for the Legends Mastermind if you think you are a good fit.